friends. You're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren, and I am so glad you're back again. Today, we are going to go over something that I get asked a lot in my Facebook group and through email, really frequently through email, and that is whether or not you should open a second shop on Etsy. So I get people ask me this question a lot, especially when they're first getting started, it seems like. And I wanted to do this as a podcast because it's kind of hard for me to give a really quick answer when people email me and say, you know, here's my my shop and here's my products and I want to open a second shop. I don't want to inundate them with information. And so I wanted to be able to have this episode that I could talk about this subject and really dive into my feelings about having two shops and all of that so that I could refer back to it when I get asked this question, because like I said, I do get asked a lot. And I think it's an important thing to talk about because Etsy makes it really easy and really cheap to set up shop and it becomes sort of this idea that you can expand by opening a second shop or you can continue to have a whole variety of different products because you'll separate them into different shops. So like I said, I get asked this question a lot by people who are just starting out most of the time, and they will say that they have a lot of different interests and they have a lot of different crafts or a lot of different products that they like to make. And so their thought process was that they should just separate them out into different shops and open one or two or three, not one. The whole idea is that they're opening a second shop. So two or three or four or whatever different shops so that these different shops could house all of the different products that they're wanting to sell and wanting to make. And I typically do not recommend to people that they open up more than one shop. And there's a few reasons why I don't recommend that, and we're going to dive into those today. So first, let's talk about why people think that they should open up a second shop. A lot of times they feel like they have too many products, or maybe they have too many different varieties of products, or they have too many ideas and they are just feeling like they are having all these different inspirations and all these different things that they like to do or they're interested in or they feel passionately about, but they're not really related to each other and they can't figure out a way to tie them together to make them one cohesive shop. And if you've been listening for any length of time, you know that I normally recommend to people that they do have some cohesion with their shop. It shouldn't just be this sort of online like flea market or general store or whatever you want to call it. It should have some sort of basis of what you're selling and what those products are and what kind of customer you're trying to appeal 
too with your with your collections. So you should have, you know, that cohesion or that sort of foundation of what kind of products you're selling. And people feel like they have too many ideas and too many products and things that don't relate to each other. And so they're going to open all of these shops to house these different ideas. And I generally think that this is kind of an overall bad idea. And that's kind of a harsh way of saying it. I don't really mean it that way, but I don't encourage people to open more than one shop because it gets really kind of difficult to manage when you have more than one shop. And what I mean by that is, especially if you have physical products that you're making, you are having to manage all of the inventory for all of those products and all the different shops. And Etsy doesn't really make it super easy to toggle back and forth between the two shops. You have to log out of an account. You're only allowed to have one shop per account. So you have to log out of the account, log into your new account, and then go to your dashboard. So it's hard to work on both of them at the same time or to really keep up with what needs to be done for each individual shop. The other part of this is that I think it really spreads you too thin. Instead of building one business and focusing on that business and focusing on the marketing and the SEO and building out your customer and really, really diving into who the person is and how you're going to appeal to them and how you're going to make those products stand out. You're having to do this for a variety of different shops, which if the products don't relate to each other, then all of those things are going to be different from each other as well. It's not even like you have overlapping dream customers or overlapping SEO that you can use over and over again. In my course, Etsy Roadmap to Success, we spend weeks and weeks talking about the marketing and diving so deeply into those dream customers and the SEO and the branding and how all of these things work together. And I can't even imagine the amount of mental energy and time that it would take to do that over and over and over again for multiple shops and multiple products and multiple collections and different branding and all of that. So I think it is a nice not so great idea to open multiple shops just because of that. It spreads your focus too thin. The other part of that is that a lot of times I think that what's really going on with people when they're having the idea that they want to open multiple shops is it's kind of what the author John Acuff calls a noble distraction. You have this idea that you're going to do all of these different shops with these different products and they're going to be totally different because they don't relate to each other. But what ends up happening is that you get really overwhelmed by that. So the process of thinking through having all of these different shops and how are you going to manage that and being kind of overwhelmed in that space prevents you from taking any action to move forward with any one shop. So you have this idea that you're going to be able to run all of these different shops, but you can't take the first step forward to open the first shop because you're so overwhelmed by having to do it or intimidated by having to do it for all these different shops. So it becomes this noble distraction that makes you feel like you're taking action or it makes you feel like you're moving forward without actually taking action in a way that's going to make your business successful or that's going to move that needle forward for your business. 
So what should you do instead? If you are in this position where you have all these different products or you have all these different ideas or products that you like to make that don't relate to each other or don't really have any sort of cohesion when you put them all together in one shop. My first little tidbit of advice would be to narrow it down. Focus in on one shop and one to two major collections. This doesn't mean that you're only making one or two products. It means you're making one or two collections, and those collections could have a variety of different products within them, but they're all related to each other under the umbrella of these collections. And if you have more than one idea or more than one product that you like to make and you are saying, like, I don't know how to narrow it down. I don't know how to eliminate some of these things that I like. I think they're cute. I think they're pretty. Whatever then I would recommend that you think about it from a business perspective. Think about the products that you're making. If you are deciding between one or several or whatever products that you make that you are thinking about carrying in your shop, think about it from the business perspective. How long do they take to make? How much money do you have invested in supplies or equipment or inventory or whatever? How much inventory does it require of you? Do you have to carry different sizes, different colors, different lengths, all of that kind of stuff? What are going to be the best products for your business? And if you all of a sudden overnight got 50 orders of this one product, is that going to be a good thing or is that going to be an absolute nightmare because it takes you 10 hours to make and you make $5 profit on it? So think about this from the business perspective when you are narrowing down some of those product offerings so that you can hone in on those products that you want to be successful. Your goal is to build a shop of products that have a good, healthy profit margin so that you can be continuing to increase the profits and the revenue that you're making from your shop. So if you have a variety of different products that you like to make and that you're good at making and that people like and want to buy, focus in on those ones that make sense to sell as a business. And I also want to kind of caveat that or kind of go off on a little tangent there to say that this doesn't mean that that has to be like the death of your other product that you are making and you have to completely give that up and you can never do it again. You can continue to do that product and maybe you can figure out a way to incorporate that into the collections that you have or into the shop that you are focusing on or you could just do it as a hobby. I don't necessarily think that every single thing that you're good at making and that you enjoy making has to be a money-making venture. Sometimes it's nice to just have those things that we like to make and that we can be creative in and that you can have that sort of artistic expression and vision and just have fun with it. There are things that I make on my embroidery machines For instance, and I've talked about this a little bit in past episodes of why I don't offer them in my shop anymore, but I make things like birthday shirts for my kids, not as much anymore because sadly my children are getting bigger, but um, 
you know, making a birthday shirt for them, or we went on a Disney cruise a few years ago, and I made a shirt for my daughter that had a princess castle on it so that she could wear it on the cruise ship. Things like that that I don't offer in my shop, and I will never offer in my shop, but I make them just because I like them and I want them and it's fun for me to do that for my daughter. And I spent hours making just a few shirts for her to wear on this cruise that it would never be profitable for me. It would never make sense for me to do that from a business perspective or financial perspective in that way. It was purely for the enjoyment and for my own sort of creative art artistic endeavor. So to bring that back around to the idea of opening up a shop, just because you are good at it, just because you make a good product or you make a cute product or a really, really special product, if it is a really, really great item that is just amazing and it's going to sell amazing, then focus your shop around that one product. If it's just something that you like to make and you feel like you should stick it in your shop because you made it and there it is, then it could just be a hobby. It can just be something that you like to make or something that you do on the side. But when you are diving into setting up your shop and having those one to two major collections that you're really focused on, I want you to think about the ways that you are appealing to your dream customer, that person that you are selling to and that you are trying to attract to your shop and to get super, super crystal clear on who that person is and how you are appealing to them through your products, through your branding, through all of that, and the ways that they are attracted to your shop and why they're attracted to your shop. We dive really deep into these things in my course, Etsy Roadmap to Success, which shout out to my Etsy Roadmap to Success students. You know what I'm talking about, but we dive really deep into these because it is so important in the success of your business that you really understand who you're selling to and who you're trying to appeal to. And I think that a lot of times when people have a multitude of products that they're trying to market or this wide variety of really unrelated things that they want to sell, it is because they don't really have a whole lot of clarity on where they're wanting to go with this shop or what their vision is for the shop. And I've talked about this a little bit before, but it it becomes sort of this balancing act of, I want you to have a vision for how you're moving forward and what kind of products that you're making and how you're really honing in on that dream customer and appealing to that person. But I also want you to be flexible to understand that that changes as you go and that there are those sort of changes and pivots as your business builds and as you get more comfortable and you hear feedback from your customers. So I will use myself as an example here, but when I started my shop, I wanted to make high-end kids clothing that was monogrammed. And um, I didn't want to do a lot of appliques. I mostly wanted to do like christening gowns and fancy like Easter dresses and stuff. We were living in Savannah. I pictured, you know, kids in their little saddle shoes and their knee socks and these super Southern old school kind of clothing, fancy things. 
What is ended up coming from my shop is dramatically different than what I started with. And you may be like, okay, but then how do I know? How do I know what to narrow down? And I will say that I actually never even really dove into that world of christening gowns and stuff because I was trying to make money in my shop. And so my vision or my actions were that I um, started with like bibs and burp cloths and stuff, but I was going to make this transition to these christening gowns and all this stuff. I, I don't really know exactly how I saw this unfolding. It obviously never unfolded that way. So it's kind of, kind of a moot point, but, um, that was how I started. And then from there I added baby gowns and hats and I got really deep into coming home from the hospital outfits, like monogrammed little outfits for boys that had these little elbow patches that are really cute and baby hats and gowns with applique names on them. And then I completely eliminated all of the coming home outfits and I added in bags and like duffel bags and and beach towels and all of these things that were more for adults and not for babies. And then I eliminated all of that. And so I have pivoted and changed, but it's always been around the umbrella of appliques and monograms and personalized items. And so I want you to have sort of that umbrella of what you are offering or what your vision and your unique viewpoint for your shop is. And one of the things as I was writing out the outline for this episode and starting to think about what I was going to talk about, something that came to my mind, again, I have to just say it because it's so Southern that all of these things are like, I'm in North Carolina and I just see these things all the time. And that's why all my examples are always really Southern. But something that came to my mind was Lily Pulitzer. So Lily Pulitzer makes clothes and they probably started as clothes. I don't really know the background of their company and stuff, but they have since ventured outside of just clothes. They do bedding. I actually just recently saw on Pottery Barn Kids that they had a collaboration with Lily Pulitzer for kids bedding. They do like cups, like those clear tumbler type cups and koozies and hats and visors and beach towels and bags. And they've got all kinds of stuff now. But it is always in the extremely recognizable Lily Pulitzer prints, which are really bright colors, like floral kind of abstract looking designs. So their umbrella of this was these clothes that they created, and then they've expanded out there from there, but it is still a recognizable brand. And yours should be the same thing. You don't want to have a shop that sells vinyl decals and baby onesies that are monogrammed and digital downloads and carved wooden kitchen utensils. Those things don't go together. There's no umbrella of anything. But if you were to say maybe you sell vinyl decals and you also sell baby onesies with the vinyl decal on them, then those two could go together. I had a student in the past recently who made wooden things for teachers, and she also had wooden wedding decor items and stuff in her shop, but they were all wooden. And she'd asked me this same question about opening a second shop or eliminating some of the products from her shop to make it more cohesive. And my answer to that was that I thought it was fine because they were 
the same style and the same type of product. They were just for different occasions. So you don't have to narrow it down so much that it's only like one product for one occasion and that's it. It just is that there should be some sort of relationship between the products that you make. For example, all of hers were wooden. They were all wooden products. They were all the same style and type of product. They were just for different people, different recipients. And I think that that would be true. I would use the same example in my shop. I have baby quilts that are monogrammed. And I also have some bags that are monogrammed. And those are not really the same thing. They're not really targeting the same person, but they're still falling under the umbrella of monograms. And I've seen other monogram shops on Etsy that have like beach towels and golf towels and handbags and duffel bags and visors and hats and, you know, all of these things, but they're all monogrammed. And so they do go together. There is a cohesiveness because if somebody asked you for your, your like, five-second elevator pitch, what do you make on Etsy? They would say, I make monogrammed items, or I make monogrammed items for women, or I make personalized Mother's Day gifts, or whatever they're targeting in their marketing for that shop. But if you have wooden kitchen utensils and vinyl decals, if somebody asks you, what do you make and sell on Etsy, you're going to have to spend all of this time. Well, I make a little bit of this, and I make a little bit of this, and I don't really know. I'll make whatever people want to buy. That's not how you build a brand, is not by making whatever people want to buy. You want to be able to be known for the products that you're making and the collections that you have and have people seek you out to buy something specific for your shop. It goes back to the same idea that we've talked about in the past of the riches being in the niches and not being everything for everybody. You want to niche down far enough that you are the thing for somebody who's looking for some certain specific type of product, but you're not trying to be everything to everybody. So that is generally why I think it is not such a great idea to open a second shop. So is there ever a time that I think that it is okay Yes, there is. And so I want to dive into that. I don't want to close out this episode before we briefly at least touch on the times that I do think that maybe it would work. Here is the scenario that I think that maybe it would be a good idea or at least not a bad idea to open a second shop. If you have been selling on Etsy for a while and you have been successful in your first shop and have consistent sales, consistent income. That one's kind of rolling along. You've done that. You know what you're doing. And if you have a product that is not related or maybe even sort of competing with the product that you make in your other shop. For example, I have a student who makes SVG files to make as a stencil for like wooden signs and stuff. So you buy this SVG file, you use it on a cutting machine like a Cricut or a Silhouette or whatever, and put it on the wooden signs that you see in people's houses and those kinds of things. So she sells those SVG files, but she also sells the actual wooden sign already done. Those are in two different shops. Now, I would say that you probably 
could keep them in the same shop if you wanted, but I do think that you would get some customers who would be kind of confused about what the files were or um, what the price difference was between different things. Like obviously your actual physical product is going to be a lot more expensive than the digital file and those kinds of things. So separating them out allows you to target with the SVG files. You're targeting the makers. You're targeting the people who are either doing it themselves because they like to craft or they're doing it themselves because it's a business. And then you could be selling them commercial licenses and all of that kind of stuff to go with the SVG files. When you're selling the actual physical product, then it's totally different. You're targeting somebody who is wanting to not do it themselves and they are not crafting and they just like the look of it and they want to buy the finished product. They're not going to want to make it themselves. And that's the end of the story. So those are two different customers. So I do think in that case that it can be beneficial to separate them out because you're targeting two different people. But I will go back to my first little part of that advice, which is I only think that you should do that once you already have one shop that is established and successful and you already know who you're targeting with that first shop so that you can make those informed decisions about the second shop. And if the products are different enough to warrant a second shop and you already kind of have your feet under it of how this goes and setting up a business and making this Etsy thing successful. So that would be an example of when I don't think that it's as bad of an idea to open a second shop or when I think that it could be sometimes beneficial to open a second shop. But for the vast majority of us who are selling on Etsy and trying to build a business, opening a second shop is not all of a sudden going to make you more successful because you have two shops if your first shop or your first set of products is not selling successfully. And if you haven't even opened up an Etsy shop yet and you are just thinking about the opportunity and thinking about taking that first step and diving in, The idea of doing it twice and figuring this out twice and doing double the work is just that much more overwhelming and that much more time consuming and all of those things. So I will really, really, again, encourage you to focus in, narrow down, hone in on what you want to be known for and what products you think make the most sense for your business and keep the rest of them as a a hobby or a creative endeavor that you do in your spare time. That doesn't mean that forever and ever, amen, you are married to these one products that you're making. Your shop can pivot and it can change. And maybe somewhere along the line, you pivot to bring in those other products that you did not originally carry in your shop, but don't spread yourself so thin by opening up a second shop and trying to be everywhere and do everything to everybody. I hope this has been helpful for you as you debate about whether or not you want to open up that second shop and you think about the implications of what that means for your business and the work that you're going to put into that. I would love to continue this discussion over in my Facebook group, Etsy Roadmap by Lauren Keplinger. If you would love to join the other 1,100-ish Etsy entrepreneurs to link arms with like-minded entrepreneurs and support each other, ask questions, and just continue this conversation, I would love to have you join us at 
creativemomboss.com forward slash Facebook. That will automatically redirect you straight to the group so you can request membership. And I can assure you that I will approve that membership within a few hours at the most. I hope to see you there. And until next time, I hope that you will keep on chasing after those Etsy dreams and taking those steps forward to achieve the goals that you've set for yourself with your Etsy business. I will see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Bye.